0: This podcast is sponsored by Happy Warrior Kava. Be a happy warrior. Drink, relax, and enjoy the strong and smooth taste of the best-selling kava in the islands. Happy Warrior Kava.
1: To this installment of HNN Overtime, the Hawaiian News Now Sports Podcast. I am Kyle Chenan, Resident Sports Reporter, joined as always by the one and only Davis Pittner. We are Davis, back again. we are back in studio, and we have another Feels special,
0: fun. special guest. That's right, Kyle. We have a really special guest, another UH favorite, fan favorite. Fan favorite. Scotty Scott.
1: Scotty Scott of UH Baseball Fame, the outfielder. You know. Part owner of the Manoa Electric Company, as right. they're called. Right. They are um, amazing kid, amazing guy. Awesome talk story with him. It, I mean,
0: hey, there was a lot to talk about too. There was a lot to talk about, and you know, we got an inside look on what brought him into baseball, what brought him into Hawaii, and what led him through his career. Right, and especially you know recently too, you know, him going through. So many injuries and having to make that tough decision to step away from baseball.
1: Yep. And, you know, what's next for him? We got to dive into um, what's next for Coach Scott, Coach Scotty Scott, and uh, just a whole lot of fun in between. Um, Talk about his favorite foods, you know, talk about walk-up songs. You know, that's a big thing in baseball nowadays is their walk-up songs. Um, But, you know, without further ado, we don't want to take any more – time we need let's to get, get to, to it the, let's get to it let's take you to that interview right now all right everyone we are joined by the one the only scotty scott of uh go. baseball of the clock. number
0: one number one on the field we like need like his uh, his <laughs> song going on right now i know Some, i don't like, know
1: what the rules are as far as but, not, but, but you know
2: last thing we need is a copyright (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) thank you so much for
1: joining us man appreciate you coming down to the station um first question is you know let's let's kind of rewind the tape a little bit you know back to 2018 you know uh, uh high school ball player um from from uh texas what was the journey like to get you to come to commit to uh the first time around and to you know make it out to the islands from texas
2: Yeah. You know, I feel like I had a unique um, amateur baseball experience. Um, I played on such good teams growing up. You know, I wasn't that big fish in a little pond. I was a little fish in a big pond with a whole bunch of big fish around me. So, um, you know, I always had those recruiting opportunities. You know, there were schools and pro scouts at every single game. Um, But I guess the spotlight, you know, was never on myself, you know, so it took a lot of You know, I was the undersized guy that had to do a lot of emailing, a lot of showcases. Um, And, you know, I had some opportunities elsewhere, um, kind of across the country, you know, some of either, even the, uh, you know, some of the bigger Texas schools um, to go walk on or, you know, it was, hey, why don't you go to junior college for a year um, and get big, you know, get in the weight room and then, you know, come play for us as a sophomore or you could redshirt. And I wasn't too interested in that. So, you know, when I got in communications with the staff at Hawaii, um, you know eventually at the end of the day it was like I couldn't grow up and have a family and tell my family you know hey son I could have played at the University of Hawaii for four years <laughs> Um, so you know that I made my decision to come here and it was the best decision in my life
0: kind of going you know even more into the past you know why baseball
2: yeah um, my dad played baseball and his yeah. dad played baseball after my dad started to get into playing baseball so You know, it was this short um, line of the family tree of baseball. Um, You know, my dad always told me, you know, he said, you know, you don't have to play baseball. I'm not making you play. But if you are going to play, you're going to get everything you have because I'll give you everything I have into it, you know, time, commitment, financially, um, all that stuff. Um, My grandfather actually passed away playing baseball, um, had a heart attack, which was not baseball related. But uh, during a men's league game, you know, was feeling ill, went to his car to uh kind of cool off i guess you could say and you know his teammates never heard from him oh my gosh Um, so i have you know his jersey always hung above my bed um in commemoration of him uh i wore number 30 or i wore number 32 that was his number my whole Mm -hmm. life the jersey that hung above my room and uh, it's actually why i wear number one because the 32 jerseys are like a triple xl (laughs) so i took three (laughs) minus two and made it one there you go wow that's um, so cool in honor of my grandfather and, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's something that I grew up with. I had a wiffle ball bat in my hand at probably 18 months. Wow, that that's, that's
1: so such cool. a crazy story. I had no idea. That yeah. that wasn't on our, our cheat sheet. Um, <laughs> but your freshman year, and, you know, you, you you kind of hit the ground running, right? You know, freshman All-American, freshman, uh, Big West freshman field player of the year. How, how did that come about, and what was the mentality? You know, you talk about being that, you know, you know, putting out your own tape and emailing coaches, you know, talk about that grind mentality that was, that you were able to get, you know, these kind of accolades your first year, um, collegiately.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I felt like, you know, I always had to prove myself and, you know, fight for my spot. Um, and so it was just kind of going out there and, you know, from day one stepping on campus, I knew I was playing with grown men, you know, there's 23 year old men on the team. Um, you know, and I'm a, you know, really small undersized, you know, I don't have a muscle in my body, never lifted a weight, you know, so (laughs) it was, uh, It was, you know, I don't want to say intimidating because I, you know, don't feel like I was ever intimidated. But, you know, it was like, all right, I got my work cut out for me. Um, But at the same time, I didn't fly 4,000 miles to sit on the bench. So um, I'm going to, you know, give it everything I have um, for my, you know, for myself, for my for my career at first. And then once I really started to get into Hawaii and the culture, it was like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm playing for something so much greater than, you know, just myself. And that made it that extra motivation just to go out and ball out you know
0: yeah i was going to ask about that obviously texas to hawaii is a big shift a big culture shift what was that like for you did it take time to adapt to the culture here
2: yeah i loved it um you know kind of coming in i tried to just not have that stubborn mindset you know it was like i knew nothing about hawaii absolutely yeah. nothing i knew that there are pineapples and there's beautiful beaches and there's probably <laughs> that's a mountain all true. somewhere that's all true maybe even a volcano uh, i was right on all those um i thought there was monkeys here there's not um i learned quickly that there was not monkeys here actually on the plane right over but yeah um you know I, like i said i didn't know anything about hawaii coming in so i just tried to have a really open mind and um you know, I wanted to learn what the Aloha culture was. They were—they told me it was more than just a word, and now I understand that—that's true. Yep. Um, along with uh, you know some other things I've learned along the way. And you know, um, just kind of talk
1: about—you've—you've have you've quickly you, you quickly became a fan favorite, and just to see that response, to see those kids, um, you know, at the less, you know, pressed up against the net, you know, asking for your autograph after the game, yelling your name when you're at when you're at bat, and things like that, and you know, the crowd going wild. Talk about just kind of the fan reception and, and the, the UH baseball fans that have kind of followed your career here in Mon, uh, at Manoa and, you know, going into the future and how they've um, kind of affected you?
2: Um, how much time do we have? Uh, no, we have no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um,
1: this, is, this is overtime. We have, <laughs> awesome. hence the name. Yeah, I there mean, I go. could go Thanks. all day yeah. just
2: <laughs> thanking the fans. Um, you know, how it's molded me, it's definitely, you know, uh, made me mature. Uh, and grow some responsibility quicker, you know, I realize that every action I make, of course on the field, right, especially with Spectrum Sports, they have so many cameras and so, yep. <laughs> um, you know, everyone's always watching. Um, you know, one of the things I think about is, you know, there's probably one cakey, one kid at that game that day, that's never watched a baseball game before. So I come to the field every day, you know, whether I'm sore, tired, whatnot, I want to be his favorite player. I want to make an impact on him and make him love baseball just to some degree that I love baseball and, you know, maybe he'll come back. Um, so, or, or her, him or her, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. So that's one of the things that runs through my mind, you know? Um, another thing is, um, you know, like I said, that's on the field off the field, right. Once I started to get some of that attention on the field, you know, I felt like, you know, now my actions affect our community, you know, once, you know, I'm a fan favorite, you know, now I'm representing a whole community, um, and so you know I had to mature off the field pretty quickly, uh, as well, and you know kind of get my stuff together to you know make sure you know I didn't disappoint such an awesome fan base.
0: Yeah. You know, being football players, we did, you know we have to look into these statistics. Okay, hit by pitch. <laughs> What, what does that even mean? Because I was looking at your stats. Sophomore season, ranked fourth all-time in school history for hit-by-pitch in a season. Ranked fifth all-time in school history for career hit-by-pitches. What does that even mean?
2: <laughs> I, th- I think I'm, that was after my sophomore year, yeah. um, fifth yeah. all-time. I'm actually second all-time now. So after the okay. I, All, right. Uh, <laughs> all no, right. No, 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 no. no. But uh, no, because I, I counted all season. Oh, I was waiting. Okay. I was waiting for that one right. ball. Like yeah. I did it. Career <laughs> career record holder, but I didn't get it.
1: Hold on. Was that? I think that was the last series of the season at the less. Uh-huh. And I saw. You, I was there. I saw you get hit. And then I've never seen you react like you reacted like you were like, pump, like fist pump in the air yeah. as you were getting the first. Was that was that, that, was was that to, the reaction? Well, the, I didn't the know the premature
2: reaction. <laughs> no, so I knew that I was two away from that point. Mm-hmm. That was you know we're down. Th- that that emotion was we're down two in the series. Right. And um, it was a 0-0 game in the second, and I get hit to t- You know, to go up one zero right, on right. senior night. Yep. That was the emotion. Right. What I didn't yeah. know was that put me second on the all-time yeah. list. I didn't know that until oh after the game. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but to answer your question, you know, hit by pitch, you know, you're in there and it is what it, like, you're in there hitting and you get smoked by a pitch. And um, <laughs> some hurt worse than others. Um, I have my first, first ever and first only concussion on a hit by pitch. My 2020 <laughs> God, <man>. season, Washington <laughs> State, a like, oh uh, 91 miles an hour fastball to the head to lead off the game. Uh that, that caused me to miss my two only, um, two only games my sophomore year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's a selfless action, you know. And it's selfless, but at the same time, it's selfish. If that ball's coming at you, you get on base a thousand, you know, a hundred percent of the time. It's in mm-hmm. a thousand on base mm-hmm. percentage every time you get hit. Whereas if you move and then you swing – you don't have that a right. thousand. So yeah. I just love getting on base. You know that was right. me. My job was to get on base and try to score runs. So if you're gonna throw it at me and make it easy, let's do it. Your
1: on base percentage numbers and and you know just kind of playing through an injury. You know halfway through the year you had a brace on. I mean, v- kind of an unfortunate nickname by the way by UH baseball Twitter. The,
2: what was that Robo the,
1: ro- Robo Chicken or something oh, at first, yeah. and then they changed <laughs> it on, to Robo Bird. That's, yeah. I know robo we know who chicken. runs that we know who runs that account. We <laughs> won't say his name yet, but. But yeah, Robo Chicken. I was like, "What is that?" But you know, talk about being that selfless player, just making sure you're on base, putting your team into these positions, and also you know, kind of playing through and fighting through these injuries.
2: Yeah, you know, the 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 team was kind of you know put on my back, you know, voluntarily, and you know, being you know one of the oldest, longest, most experienced returners coming back, you know, it's kind of you know me and a couple other guys, team coming in to you know guide this team to a championship, and. I mean that was my job, you know. It wasn't if I could be on the field and help the team win, you know, it was gonna happen. I don't care, you know, if it was the broken hand, you know, the the sprained wrist, you know, the elbow that didn't exist anymore, you know, I was gonna be in there for my teammates because I remember the fall and I remember all the weight rooms and you know, someone had always gone through something. You know, everybody goes through something. You know, whether it's, you know, their girlfriend breaking up with them or um, you know, they've got an injury of their own or their grandpa passes away, you know, um, someone's always got to something to deal with Mine was physical. And, you know, we were all expected to show up and, uh, perform, you know, and fight towards that championship season. And I would have been taking the easy way out to, you know, repair my elbow in the middle of the year and call it a season and say, see you next year. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I did everything I could to, you know, doctor told me to rest for a few weeks. I rested for two. I said, give me that brace and let's go. You know, did my stats suffer because of it maybe, but you know, it wasn't about the stats. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was about my teammates.
0: Let's go a little bit back in time uh, to the conversation about the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You had the chance to go back home, but you decided to stay here. Kind of, what were the conversations like? You know, what? Why did you make that decision?
2: Yeah, you know, um, entering the transfer portal was a career decision for two reasons. You know, I wanted to go to the College World Series, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go to the Major League Draft. You know, those are the you know. two things. Um, coming into college, I wanted to play professional baseball, but in order to do that you had to go somewhere where you can play. You know, that's why I didn't want to go to one of those power five schools, sit on the bench, and mm-hmm. hopefully play my junior year, right? So I came to Hawaii, and Hawaii gave me so much more than that. And I'm very grateful for everything Hawaii gave me. But with the coaching situation we had, um, you know, the seasons we had been having with all the talent we would had, we had talented teams. Teams where one through six or over 300, and, you know, teams that guys got drafted on. Um, you know, we weren't winning ballgames. So I wanted to go to a place where we can win. Uh, I felt like we, I could get drafted. Um, and when the coaching transition happened and coach Hill came back, coach Hill, you know, gave me that feeling of, Hey, you know, we can go to a regional, um, you know, we can go to the college world series and, you know, I'll put you in a good situation to where, you know, let's learn and work and, you know, to where you can get drafted. And, um, you know, should some, should some of the different stuff happen this season with an injury, you know, the draft could have been a possibility and, um, you know, a game or two there, we might still be playing. Um, and had that shot for a regional. So, you know, I'm definitely happy with coming back to Hawaii. I mean, oh, my goodness, it gave me so much more than just that experience that I was looking for in the transfer portal. But, yeah, I mean, I loved Hawaii the whole time. And, you know, I wanted a reason to stay, and Coach Hill gave me that reason to stay.
1: And you talk about Coach Hill and just kind of the, the – I mean, you guys in, you know, in our couple last media scrums – Coach Hill called it like a semi-miraculous turnaround or, you know, you know how he is with his words and, and things like that, right? He's very articulate. He's very articulate. Speaking, yeah. You know, whether he's doing his Zooms from the car at North Shore with his board in the background or, you know.
2: but hey, he actually surfs. <laughs> I know, said, hey, yeah, coach, yeah. what's a big wave? And he's like it's not very rough 25 if it's rough 20 and i'm like
1: oh (laughs) yeah 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 he goes he goes he goes just talk about what coach hill has brought to this team and you know and and, you know this last season you guys were you know you know a couple games away from getting that um number one spot in the big west to get to a regional um we'll get into that with the big West, how that's situated. I know that's been a hot topic this past season for you guys and softball, but, you know, just talk about coach Hill and what he's brought to this team and what he's going to do going forward um, with this program.
2: Yeah. You know, one thing coach Hill, you know, has taught me in my personal life as well as preaches to the team. Uh, He preached it to the team and I've, you know, brought it to my personal life is what we're one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to build a fence around what we can accomplish. You know, you can come out here and, you know, it's very easy to say, you know, Hawaii can't host a regional because of this or Hawaii hasn't done this, you know. Um, But I think we kind of, you know, turned it around in one season. And really, if you look at it, we turned it around in half a season because the first half of the season, you know, we played Vanderbilt. there, ranked number five in the country. And with no disrespect to them, you know, they didn't end up being all that great. You know, there was games and situations where we had an opportunity to take three of those four games. Same with the Rutgers series, who ended up being a very good team, who by the way got screwed in the RPI, which I'm sure we'll talk about eventually. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um but I mean we had an unfortunate first half of the season. We really turned around the second half. And I think that's just a glimpse of the culture that Coach Hill was able to, you know, implement in less than a year and just I mean, it excites me because I'm going to stay around the program and, you know, forever, um, you know, through his career and then whoever's uh, the next is. But um, it it should excite everybody, you know, what he's able to do, what he's brought in to this program um, with the energy, the culture. And, um, you know, I'd be very surprised if we don't see a hashtag Bomaha in the next five years. I mean, I I I want to say three. It's pretty good. I want to say three but Kay. um you know five years book it it happened right here in overtime in the next five what I'm years i'm talking about
1: i'm gonna save this. Click go. click We're gonna save it's this. gonna happen Hashtag yeah. go. um coach hills talked about it at length and i'm sure you have your opinions about it not having a postseason tournament at the end of the year you know what what, what are your opinions on that and do you think it's time the big west should implement this to their you know their diamond sports
2: yeah, it doesn't make sense, um, you know, to sit here and try to rationalize it. I don't think you know whoever makes those decisions can sit here and rationalize it, and that's why they don't. Um, you call the Big West front office, and they're going to beat you around and Bush is probably trying to uh, figure it out. You know, every single um, every single conference in the country for baseball has a uh, conference tournament championship and softball as well. You look at the basketball sports; Big West has a tournament. Um, in a very similar format where basketball uses the RPI, they bring sixty-four to March Madness. Um, it's the same setup as college baseball, with mm-hmm. the exception of double elimination, the regional, the whole deal. But right. there's sixty-four teams in an RPI. Right. Um, that's how it's determined. The conference winner goes. You know, for the Big West to be so stubborn, um, and that's a nice way of putting it, and not <laughs> having a tournament um, is uh, it's laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I'm so glad that the Big West is still a strong baseball conference, right. even though um, recruits know coming in that you pretty much got to win the thing to get mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a shame. Santa Barbara had a great year, and they deserved every single bit of that number one spot. Right. But, you know, the way us and Cal – I mean, I'll give Cal Poly credit too. The way we were both playing at the end, mm-hmm. you know, you run up Kohli'i Pontes, you know, Andy Archer, the way Kate Halamani finished the season, Buddy Pindell – you run up those guys, or even, you know, you want to talk about Cal Poly, they finished second. Mm-hmm. Drew Thorpe. You run up Drew Thorpe, right. you know, on a Friday night in a conference championship setting against Santa Barbara, against us, us against Santa Barbara, you know. It's a coin flip who gets mm-hmm. into that tournament, and mm-hmm. it's whoever plays best on that day in that championship right. environment. Right. You know, that's the the competition in a championship environment is different. It brings a different breed out of you um, to go to the regional rather than – you know, it's almost a punishment what some teams go through throughout the season and forty mm-hmm. something games to go to the postseason rather than right. that championship competitiveness. I could go on all day yeah. about <laughs> no, this, but I gotcha. it's, I mean, it's no, unfair totally. to say the least. Yeah. It's laughable. Yeah. It's 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 disgraceful to the players.
1: You know, talk about the new guys that came in, the Coles, the the Donahues. Yeah. And, and then just this is kind of the, the the team that you guys have built this season to be able to make this you know, this run and, and then just talk about just, you know, those, those days in the locker room and just being with the boys and maybe something you're going to miss about, you know, well, being inside, in look, locker room. Yeah. Yeah. inside
0: look that you know, are inside baseball. No, you're as fans may not know about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you just,
2: I'm just trying to think of all our new guys that we had and you look at our lineup, it was new guys that did not play in 2021. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two, the three most recognizable faces were, you know, myself and then Uji Mori and stone. Hmm. And, but you think about them and, you know, 2020 season was their first year and it was right. COVID. Right. Um, and then, you know, Jacob e. Gawa kind of had that, is he a DH? Is he a mm-hmm. left fielder? Is he a catcher? Is he a first baseman role in 2020? Right. COVID year, first year. And, you know, he played this year. Other than that, it was transfer guys. You know, Matt Wong missed a whole season it an ACL. Yeah. Dallas Duarte missed the whole 2020 season because of a labrum. And then it was Kyson Donahue, and then it was Jordan Donahue, and mm-hmm. then it was Cole Cabrera. So our lineup, I mean, other than myself, was really new to right. Hawaii for the most part. And it's all coming back. Um, you know, all these guys are my brothers. And, you know, I tell them – actually, I tell them that I grew up with two younger sisters, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know what it's like to have brothers. So I call them my bow warriors because I don't know what it's like to, you know, have brothers. So I was right. like, oh, you guys, are, you guys are different. You guys are my yeah. bow warriors. <laughs> so um, – yeah, I mean, I'm gonna stick with those guys, you know, till the day we all die. I hope.
0: I kind of have a sense of what you're going through a little bit. I tore my knee in high school. Okay. All the ligaments went into college. Tore my knee again, and then kind of said, you know, that's kind of it for me. <laughs> I, I can't do anymore. Uh, you know what. Is there a sense of disappointment, or are you looking to the future, you know, as coaching? you stepping away from baseball a little bit, from playing?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, um, the option for me to come back is still on the table. So, okay. you know, I really don't feel any negative emotions, you know. It was the, the two times I got really upset were, or I wouldn't say upset, like emotional, because mm-hmm. they weren't negative. I just cried. Right. I lined out my last at bat, running off the field. I got a standing ovation. That was awesome. Thank you, Hawaii, by the way, because I will never forget that. Right. Um, Everybody gave me a hug in the dugout. Everybody kind of knew what was going on. Um, And then, you know, the senior night ceremony, right? And then as soon as the last out ended, we had our team meeting. Coach Hill all gave us a chance to talk. And then from that moment for the next two hours of senior night, it was pretty emotional. Right. You know, other than that, I've been doing pretty well. Um, nice. I started coaching immediately. You know, took a couple of days off to go to California and just kind of reset um, in that Central Coast area. And then I, I flew to Arizona to coach. And it might sound weird and it might not make sense to most people, but I feel the same exact competitiveness when I'm on the field coaching as when I play. And I think that is a really, you know, that's why this decision is easier to Mm -hmm. me than I thought it would be, Mm -hmm. to be completely honest with you. But I still feel that same competitive nature. I don't feel the difference other than having to take that at bat Mm -hmm. as a player, as a coach. You know, there's some things that are different, like, you know, you show up to the field, look, read the practice plan. Well, now I'm showing up to the field with a practice plan in my hand. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of different. I'm a little more in depth with the recruiting side of things, you know um roster building stuff like that so that's that's different you know i'm learning you know i don't know much and i'm i love to learn but man when it comes to that competitiveness of what made me a good player because i wasn't the most talented or biggest or strongest or fastest um that competitiveness is what brought it out of me i still feel that coaching um i still have that energy and uh i like you know thank you to coach hill and coach mike brown for you know teaching me some of that stuff along the way. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And, you know, this isn't technically
1: your first foray into coaching. You you kind of dabbled into the youth baseball uh, scene here in Hawaii. Talk about your experience with the, uh, the Pono Baseball boys and, and then just, you know, your love for, for giving back to this community and just coaching them up, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was with them this morning. I went home and showered, and I've got to change the <laughs> clothes in my car to go right back. So I love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you, Pono. Thank you, Jerry Klayman, um, for taking me in and, you know, kind of, you know, showing me the coaching ropes. You know, kind of, like I said, I got really involved. I was a little involved with it my freshman year, but it was tough mm-hmm. during the spring. Right. You know, fall of my fall of 2020, and then COVID hit, boom. I get Tommy John surgery for the first time on my right arm. Um, all my friends leave the island. COVID shut down, locked down. You can't even go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Right? It was private lessons in the backyard. Right. You know, it was speed and conditioning lessons. Um, And that's kind of how I started. And then, you know, we started building teams when Corp opened back up. We hosted a tournament. Um, And that's when I got that first sense of, okay, I want to be a professional baseball player. I want to be a major league all-star. But if it doesn't work out, I, I, I love coaching just as much. Right. So... That made it easy for me. Um, And, you know, I haven't stepped away from Pono since. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously I'll be having a lesser role with Pono once I leave Island to go uh, to Cuesta College Mm -hmm. uh, in the junior college role. But I'll still be very involved. Um, I'll still come back in the summers. Winter break, I'll be traveling, you know, hopefully even Thanksgiving break, Labor Day weekend. Um, I mean, I love the kids. They're like, I mean, it's, it's the best to see these lives transform, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not just the baseball. It's not just, you know, 12-year-old swings getting better. It's 12-year-old lives changing.
1: It's kind of get to know the real Scotty Scott, get to the the meat of it. Your go-to local foods. Mm. This is the burning yep. question. This forget everything else we asked you. This well, is what I've we seen, need to
2: know. I've uh, seen the volleyball player. You know, he's a poke guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I haven't wrapped my head around poke. I've tried. I I've never been able to do the raw fish. That's um, so fair. It's not for everyone. True. It's yeah. it's not um, plate lunch. I mean, <sighs> it's my favorite is the uh, the elite eat plate from Fat Boys. It's Ooh. the okay. it's the terry beef, yep, the I think it's the terry chicken. There's a sh- there's a fish in there, and then there's one other thing. But I mean that talk about talk about Ono grinds, like yep. Yep. Yeah, fat That's boys. I'm, I'm all over it. See,
1: I, I'm amazed by like, you know, we have we had Yakopine talks about eating all this poke and then you have like the biggest plate lunch ever and you guys <laughs> still look amazing in yeah, like yeah. a minute. I like eat like <laughs> a mini plate lunch from Zippy's. I have to like hit the treadmill because I feel like dude, same. Oh my yeah, god, it's not
2: fair. Like, it's not fair. I'm for lucky. Us big boys. I'm I'm lucky
0: that there's not a fat boys anywhere close to
2: town. <laughs> yeah. Because that's if true. If there was, I might right. be a fat boy.
0: Right. Um, Do we asked Jakob too? And I gotta know, speaking pigeon. Yeah. Have you started doing that? Are there yeah. teammates on? Like, I what kind of tell it's, us? They.
2: There's a whole bunch of different, like, very loose nicknames guys have given me. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's a song from Kauai called Vanilla Local. Like, they messed with that <laughs> one a little bit. Um, one of the Big Island boys called me Kanaka Holly. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get on air and do the pigeon deal. Um, but I will say, you know, whenever I find myself around, like, especially when I'm coaching, mm-hmm. and it's, or even in the locker room when it's only Hawaiian guys, you know, I will naturally do it. I've just right. I've kind of always been that way. You know, being from South Texas, like, mm-hmm. there's some Spanglish in there, too. Right, like, right, anytime right. I'm around a super Hispanic crowd, and and it's just, like, me trying to subconsciously fit in, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know the kind. You know, I can, yep. I there can break go. it oh, out there of we my go. there, too. He's got too. There it is. There it is. what I'm saying. My vocabulary is growing. Um, so... Yeah. Every once in a while, you know, it'll come out. When I, say, <laughs> even when I'm coaching, if I start yelling, sometimes I'll yep. like, I'll say something in pigeon, and then all the kids will like start start laughing, and then oh, I just can't help but laugh man. too. Yeah. Yeah. it's like, okay, you're right. That was probably pretty funny.
0: Another burning question, walk-up song.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, take us
0: through it. There was also a poll. Hey, take a, what, what all happened.
2: Yeah. So I wanted, you know. Growing up, my dad was, like, always, you know, he was super hard on me, mm-hmm. um, you know. The walk-up's not about you, it's about yeah. the fans, you right. know. Right, A whole bunch of parents don't want to hear that rap song. And so <laughs> I had a, I, I had to have a country song in high school, you know, for mm-hmm. my dad in the stands. Right. And when I came out here, um, I had a nice little saxophone deal that I really liked mm-hmm. um, my freshman, sophomore year. And then last year, it was kind of like a house song. Thief. Right, right. Uh Shout out to my boy Elijah McNamee, big hit Mac from Mississippi State. Uh-huh. Uh, he's my boy from back home. And uh, uh, it was his walk up when he had that great season when Mississippi right. State right, won right. it all. So um, I used it. And then this year, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to give it to the fans. You know, um, we had the hashtag party at the last going, mm-hmm. uh, the shirts made, the whole deal and um yeah Yeah, Yeah. you still gotta get you barstool bows that's my that's my advertising right there barstool bows party the last shirt there we go get it um yeah um so i kind of i had some party songs in there i had a couple edm songs couple popular rap songs you know time today was a big one super Mm -hmm. grandma was a big one um i had my walk up last year in there thief by OK. uh but you know I kind of knew that Grove Street Party was gonna right, win. Right, I was kind of <laughs> cheering only right. for it to win. Yep, there we you go. Know? Um, and I just, I just had it in the back of my head, you know, what's it gonna look like on Friday night opening mm, day against mm-hmm. Washington State Cougars, and right. the lights are on, and there's a sold out crowd, and it's, it's a party. It's, a, and I yep. was like, all right, yep. Yep. that gives me chicken skin. Yeah, it still yep. does. Yep. Um, I haven't listened to it since the season ended. Mm, really. I can't. Oh, that song, yeah. and then the song we listen to on the bus after every game, mm. Dixieland Delight. Okay. Alabama has like yeah. their own little version. Right. We yeah, totally yeah. remixed it and made it a Hawaii baseball version. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, you know, we say go bows, and then we say jump China walls, yeah. and you know, the whole deal. Like, it's totally Hawaii Dixieland yeah, Delight. Yeah. But when I'm listening to country music and that mm. song pops on, we got a little fire alarm. Oh, it's okay. Well, that's, I think it's a test. I, I hope okay. it's a test. Yeah. All right. Well, we're we're We started talking enough. about street
1: party and a yeah. fire started. Yeah, I know. Hey, there we're, we're, we go. There's too much <laughs> flames coming out the mic. <laughs> Who had the best walk-up song this year? Pictures included, because when they, yeah. they have music playing during warm-ups.
2: Um, man. Okay. A I'll pressure. give you a pitcher and a hitter. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair. There we go. Fair. Um, can I also give you Worst walk up song Yes Yeah. Andy like- Archer The Justin Bieber song He used One less lonely girl <laughs> oh. That was a terrible oh, style Oh I remember oh, no. that Yeah I, I wish you didn't remember it <laughs> But Andy's gonna hear this And he's gonna love it So uh, Yeah Shout, shout out, out Andy. to Andy Wow shout out to Andy You're one of my best friends But The JB walk up Ouch Anyways Ouch. Um, No I, I love him <laughs> uh, So what? One thing um, The pitcher Best walk up Coley Pontes Hotel Room Service by okay. Pitbull.
1: There we um, go. I like that. Yeah, yeah. There it Hitter, is. Hitter.
2: I'm a uh, Jordan Donahue. Make it rain, Lil Wayne. Okay. That okay. was awesome. That fired me up, and I'm pretty sure it's called Make It Rain. I'm, it, it was a Lil Wayne song. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it was called Make It Rain. Old Carter album. Mm-hmm. I mean, like old school yeah. Lil Wayne. I'm all about it. Just kind of talk about your next journey in coaching
1: over um, in California. Um, tell us where you're gonna go, what yeah. uh, kind of what capacity. Um, if you guys, if you have like a title, like just kind of talk about your next journey as Scotty Scott.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I gotta just say unlimited thank yous to Coach Hill for you know setting this opportunity up. Um, you know, kind of being the guy he is, always thinking of others. Um, you know, when we had that conversation of you know I probably won't be returning next year because of my injury and everything else that's going on he asked me what my plans were and i was like well you know probably stay here for another year coach with pono and give me some time to figure it out mm-hmm. um apply for jobs here and there you know i thought about going the media route um being a communication major and he goes well you know isn't your girlfriend still at cal poly and i was like yeah what's well, her plans well she's getting a master's mm-hmm. well would you want to go live in slow and i was like It's an odd question. I was like, uh, (laughs) I didn't plan on it, but maybe, you know, I figured I'd stay in Hawaii for another year. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, how about, you know, the assistant coaching job at Cuesta, Mm -hmm. which is in San Luis Obispo. And he said, you know, he knows Coach Miller, and Coach Miller's been there for over 20 years. And um, he's a great coach. He won Coach of the Year for that region, you know, this year. And I'm really so excited. You know, I got in touch with him. He said they're looking for somebody to help out, you know, in that assistant coaching position, Um, you know uh so you know i'm really excited to learn from coach miller he's a you know seasoned coach in the junior college world um you know connections all over the country when it comes to coaching um so you know hopefully i'm there for you know as many years as it you know takes me to develop as a coach and you know hopefully you know then move along in the coaching world you know whether you know i I could speculate a million different directions and where that leads but uh, hopefully somewhere where the path you know leads me into the sec back towards home you know a big school in texas right. and then you know yeah eventually you know university of
0: hawaii thank all you right. thank you so thank much you guys. Um, it for, was fun
1: for joining us um uh come back anytime when you're whenever, whenever you're free if you want to yeah
0: absolutely always open always open thank you appreciate all
1: right. that all righty guys appreciate well, it, Scotty. That has been another episode of h Overtime. To listen to this podcast, you can head to Spotify or wherever you get your Hawaii News Now podcast. And to watch, you can head to our YouTube channel. Aloha.